And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. That's right, and we're back to the Basho. Yay! <laughs> I love what we do outside the Basho. We're very into culture. We're very into yes. fandom. Yes. We're very into research because, you know, we like to learn about the sport. But I just adore once we get to the Basho and we get reminded of why we're doing all well, this yeah. research. Yeah, I mean, I love watching the Basho. I mean, oh. I was so excited for it. Before we get to the Basho, just a couple of things. One, bingo. I checked this morning. There are 221 people Whoa. playing bingo. So that means, here's the important piece, there's only 29 cards left. Oh, wow. So if you want to play bingo with us, get your card ASAP, because I imagine they're all going to be taken if you don't snag them up soon. We really start to play hard after day eight because that's when people start to get their kachikoshis. That's right. So if you're thinking about playing, go to the link. You'll find it on our website. You'll find it on our social media. Get your card before they're gone and play bingo with us and earn some jam. And who knows what else we'll send you in the mail. That's right. Maybe. Hint. we Like I said last time, we just got a laminator. So we might laminate our fingers and send them to you or something. I don't know. Well, that would mean you'd have to cut off your fingers. But, you know, I do love crafts. And yep. I even thought, you know, maybe I'll macrame something. And then and then I was like, laminate I stopped. It? No, I just stopped myself because I was like legit how many people really want like a macrame like a plant hanger yeah, or a probably book? just not the numbers that many. are low numbers are lower and then i thought maybe this is where my skills in, in being crafty maybe there's just one instance i don't try to make somebody a macrame prize but then i don't know uh but i did want to talk about possibly another competition great we got some really awesome fan art, and who is it by? Oh, Rod and Katie. Rod and Katie, thank you. We really, really enjoyed it. But we thought we'd maybe start a competition where if you are inspired in any way by anything we do or we say, like, we'd love to really see some more fan art. And if you do, I will laminate something, something special and send it to you. And this just isn't for out of the blue fun. This is because we've been at this for a year. So we're celebrating our year birthday That's of right. doing this Sumo Kaboom podcast. That's so, right. Like, and your we will reward you work. with my creativeness. That's right. And a laminator's ability to laminate. Yeah. So we will, we will have like maybe an art exchange. Well, well, who knows? Who knows what it'll be? But if you're <laughs> like, you're become, this could be like you become our art have, pen pal. I, oh, I love that. <laughs> it's either that or like I'm this close to having an Etsy store, like just this close, but it's all sumo, sumo stuff. Oh, you never know. We'll send you something fun. Yeah. But uh, how about a newsflash? Great. The news is, is that we have two stables that they're all basically Kyujo. And then there's a bunch of like coaches that were associated with those that are missing the first four days of the tournament. Yeah, and then they they're can in the show low up. ranks. Yeah, everybody's like, I think Makushita are below. But um, it's the Onoe stable and the Otowayama room. Yeah, in the last Basho, there were a bunch of guys in the higher divisions that yeah, were well, gone. Yeah, well, Hakapo. Hakapo was gone. He had COVID. Other people had, yeah, there were several people. But this time, they're all back they're all back and it seems to have moved down the ranks yeah. and there's a bunch of guys missing down yeah. down down there but for the most part none of the biggies that you would see in the top two ranks jurio or makochi are missing they're all there and looking good okay so the first stable that was run by a foreign-born stable master, will actually close its doors forever. It's kind of sad. The Azumazeki stable. And it was started by Sekiwaki Takamiyama from Hawaii. And he's the one who gave Akibono his start. And it was, I mean, he was obviously the most winningest of the wrestlers, the foreign-born wrestlers of all time. Now, the original owner, Takamiyama, ran the stable until his mandatory retirement, and he handed it over to his successor, Ushio Maru, but he died tragically in 2019. He was only 41 years old. It's just heartbreaking. And so now that stable will merge with Hakaku's stable. And from here on out, they will bring together uh, all their wrestlers and they're going to bring their interim coach, who happens to be my favorite pre-show 
wrestler of all time, um, Takami Sakari. They're going to bring in all the wrestlers and Takami Sakari, and it's just going to be one whole big happy family. And then maybe some of those wrestlers will learn Takami Sakari's fancy moves, ritual moves. By the way, have you seen Takami Sakari ringside this time? Oh, I hadn't seen him. He is there. It's, so this is the first time I've ever noticed him as a ringside judge. He's probably been there for years and I just never noticed. But they don't often today, do close-ups on them. You see the back of their head, but you can't. And they'll no, announce he was them. right in the shot today. Right, like, but if they you, don't always. Right. So... If you are wondering how this guy has aged, he's right there in the front in the coverage on day two. I loved it. Yeah. Well, before we get into our boss show, some of you might know that, obviously, Kakaru is Kyujo again. And people are pissed. Well, the press, the Japanese yes, press. is They are letting him have it. I know, which is like, it's not their choice. They just, I guess people like to blow off, blow off steam about it. And it's really a decision between him and his coach. They say, though, that this injury was different than last time. It's not his back. It's his left leg. He he basically hurt himself in practice. In practice. And so because it's new, they're like, well, well we don't we don't know. We don't know. Oh, but he should be there. But uh, OK, I guess he's hurt. So who knows? But it's sad because I was really I think maybe we just all were really excited to see both Yokozuna again. He's been oh, out yeah. like five in a row. But yeah, the Japanese press is not yeah. having The it. press is not happy, but I'm happy that the JSA is essentially giving them another shot. They're saying, oh, this is a different injury. It's not your back. Right. Okay. Which I think is really cool. It it shows that once you make it to a certain rank, you've got a lot more leeway, if that's yeah, the right word. Room, yeah. yeah. If you're in a lower rank and you're doing that, they don't have as much patience for that, it seems. But I was really... I was really glad to hear the JSA say it's okay. One more shot. Yeah. In my mind, I think what's going to happen is like the next Basha is going to happen. And then I think afterwards, both Hakaho and Kakaru will be like, and here we are at the Olympics and we're going to quit. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'll just be quiet then. Okay. Next. I know exactly what you're going to say, but it's going to be really painful if that happens. Yeah, but it's this beautiful circle of life. I know. And it will allow other wrestlers to shine and it will change the game completely. Can't think about it. But it is like, yeah, it is. uh, It would be a big loss to not see the greatest of all time wrestling. Yeah. Let's talk about wrestling. Well, sure. But. You do have to deal with this no, at eventually, some point. At some point, you, I will. But okay. it's not, none are retired. All Both right. of them are still in I'm the game. I'm just trying to get you prepared. And all of our listeners are probably feeling the same thing. You you have to eventually get there mentally. I hope you embrace th- that process is all I'm trying to say. Let's talk about the Basho. Instead of starting straight up Makauchi, I watched all of the Jurio 2 and I just want to give a little wee shout out, just a couple, just a few, just little Jurio shout outs. We usually don't do Jurio because like there's just only so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. But we have some real love bugs we love down there in the Jurio. And I just wanted to just say, Inho, he looked good. He took uh, uh, Chio Nono. <laughs> that's not his name, but Chio. <laughs> Chio Nono? It's not Chio Nono, but that's how my computer autocorrected it. So we're going to call him Chio Nono. Um, <laughs> He took him out with like this beautiful Ashitori leg pick. It was this beautiful leg pick. And um I, I was like, all right, and ho, you get your you get your mojo back and Jirio and get yourself back up in Makochi. So he looked good. Ishiura versus Aqua. Now there was like this too low of a duck up top from Ishiura, which led to an easy push down from Aqua. But I was like, okay. It's still nice to see Aqua and Ishiura. And then um, I I did want to say, as I finished that and I was watching the uh, Doyo Iri, Hakaho's Doyo Iri, he has a new sword bearer and uh, who's the other, the dew sweeper? He mm-hmm. has, because he normally uses mm-hmm. Inho two. and uh, Ishiura. Yeah. 
And then I thought, okay, so then he has Midori Fuji and Teritsuyoshi. Do you he notice likes little guys? Exactly. I was like, do you notice that he only seems to pick guys that kind of he can dwarf inside? Oh, yeah. If you're gonna reign over and look tall and it's powerful, just, you pick the smallest men. It's just like so obvious. Yeah. It's like he's he is like the greatest of time. He doesn't need little guys. And yes, maybe these guys are like truly his buddies, and he's like, they just all happen to be much like much smaller Coincidence. guys yeah but i was like wait a second this isn't too, this is two different short guys but hey day one overall i have to say was so exciting the sumo that these guys put out there was great sumo there i was totally some really agree. really wonderful matches and we're just gonna highlight the ones that i basically bolded when i typed <laughs> can <laughs> i just say though, they were great yeah on the facebook sumo boards I saw someone today who was like, day one was so boring. Nothing exciting happened. Sorry, if that <laughs> was thought, you, our listener, what? we uh, apologize for. Yeah. Uh... Day one was like, it felt like a day 13. There was so much exciting stuff happening yeah, on day one. There were great matchups. So if you were that person that thought that day one was boring, I just feel sorry for you. I don't know what they would expect to be super exactly. exciting. I don't know. Some people... Some people, I can't explain it. yeah, they just, yeah, they're just dark and depressed on the inside. Maybe, maybe they're dead on they the inside. They I don't, don't see know. The excitement that's right in front of them. I, know. I don't get it. I want to talk about Akisayama versus Koto Shoho. Oh, I'm so glad. This is just where I want to start, just because, just with a smash, just when you think Akisayama just rolled out of bed. Oh no. No, this old man gets up there against a 21-year-old, and he manhandled Absolutely. Him. He immediately gets a strong right inside grip and gets super, super close to Koto Shoho. And Akisayama then moves Koto Shoho backwards and to the bales, and just, just when you think he would push him over the bales, Koto Shoho fights back, but Akisayama thrust him down flat in front of him. And it was the beginning, in my, it was sadly at the same time, the beginning of a, like, oh no, is this going to be another Koto show? Oh no, show? Like, a, oh my gosh, no, yeah. bless his heart. Like, he I, had a I tough want, tournament. He, last oh, time. last tournament was just terrible. And I feel for him because I know how good he is. He just keeps getting smashed in every single one of these matches. But I was happy it was Akisayama, who well, with his, like, he does his flailing arms in the he beginning. He's swimming just, crouch. I love it. It's just the great. He's just the greatest. So much fun to watch. Well, and I also really like Akisayama. He has so much experience. Yes, and skill, incredible skill. New kid who's strong and who's you know gotten up to the top, but uh, boy, he just shows his efficiency. Akisayama shows his efficiency and his staying power. Yeah, and, and when you I just love watching him. Yeah, when you watch him and his stance, like he's immovable. No yep. matter who, you cannot move that guy. But he is so incredibly strong and so impossible to move. Yeah. Almost like a stubborn, stubborn, like, wrestler. You just can't move him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, a stubborn, stubborn sister. You just can't move her. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because we probably wouldn't be able to finish this <laughs> podcast. Somebody would end up crying. Ugh. All right. Let's talk about Hoshoryu versus Midori Fuji. I like this because Midori Fuji pulls a henka on the henka king himself, which I always appreciate. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's just, why Hoshoryu is just not my favorite. Maybe it's just because he, last time, uh, last tournament, he did like seven in a row henkas, I felt like. <laughs> so it was nice to see him beat by the very move that he typically tends to use. And Hoshoryu flies forward into the dirt, blink of an eye, and it was over. It was a Tsukiyotoshi win for Midori Fuji. Also interesting because Midori Fuji uh, had a herniated disc. Yeah, I was surprised. Before the he spa didn't... show, and he's been looking really strong. Yeah, he didn't look like it rattled him at all. Yeah, I mean, those things hurt. Ichinojo versus Tochinoshin. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is just a really feisty Ichinojo. And he met... Tochinoshin powerfully at the Tachi Eye, and he kept moving forward. Both men, they managed to get an inside-outside grip, but Ichinojo moves forward, and Tochinoshin steps backwards a little. Tochinoshin attempts a throw of the big man with a belt grip, but leverage was like he just... 
he was on his bad right knee, so he just couldn't pull that off with the weight of Ichinojo. So Ichinojo reverses that momentum in the other direction and pulls a beautiful overarm throw and sends Tochinoshin to the dirt. It was beautiful work from Ichinojo. And you don't see, I mean, you would expect Ichinojo, or you would just expect a throw on a smaller wrestler, but Ichinojo, it's like really enjoyable to see a big wrestler throw another very big wrestler and that was Tochi Notion. Yeah. I mean when I watched that fight, I, I mean of course I was impressed by Ichinojo. I was also impressed by Tochi Notion because he's essentially fighting on one leg. Yeah. That he's brave. He keeps returning. Ichinojo pushed him back onto that injured leg and Tochi Notion just cannot push back. No. When he's going backwards that way, he has to switch to the left side of his body and try to push back from there. I don't know. I've just watched him fight and I was like, that is incredible that he's doing as well as he's doing on one leg and that he's still at it at this level. I left the fight going, they're both amazing. Yeah. The only thing is with that injury, everybody knows it. And I imagine that with all of their training, they all know what each other's weaknesses are or past injuries. And yeah, I would maybe. think that, not that Ichinojo would back him into a position where he would have to use his right leg, but then I wouldn't put it past any wrestler to obviously take advantage of that, that knowledge. There well, you go. This like, guy can't maneuver. It's not like Ichinojo right walks up and kicks Tochinoshin's <laughs> no. right knee. Like, that would really be bad. Yeah, would, <laughs> that would do be, that. That would be really bad. <laughs> and I would hate Ichinojo, which I can't because I like him. Right. All right. Takiyasu versus Meisei. Oh, this was a good match. There was a big Tachiai, which you would expect from these two up top. Takiyasu does much of the, the bullying up top, but Meisei is really just there to survive it. And he does. About halfway through, though, of all that bullying, Meisei gathers himself and he manages to get Takiyasu turned around a couple of times. And Takiyasu fights back. He manages to stay upright and keep both of his feet on the ground. They both put on a really great show of sumo for the crowds, and the crowds are, like, clapping. They're loving it. But what took Takiyasu down in the end was a beautiful hooking thigh throw, a kakanage, that Meisei managed to pull. And it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, the kakanage is my favorite kimarite. Did you notice that I believe... It's the same move where Takayasu ripped his hamstring. He mm. also ripped it on the Kakanage. Same leg. Oh. So my thought when I saw that was, oh, he's got less flexibility because of that injury. Interesting. And he went down first because of that history, that injury history. And what we just talked about, did May say know that? Was he thinking that? I can't that? imagine that I he did that I can't imagine purpose. either, but... But I, but I do think that that's... I mean, you carry around injuries in your body. I mean, when you overstretch a hamstring or pop a hamstring or whatever he did that looked so painful and so awful, and you come to that exact same kimarite on the same leg, you're probably just going to say, oh, I'm going to go down to the ground first. I'm not going to hold on like I did last time. And I think that's what happened to Takayasu. Yeah. But it was beautiful. It was still gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Takanosho versus Wakataka Kage. This was some strong-ass sumo. Also, those are actual words I typed out. This is strong-ass sumo, whatever the definition of that is. Takanosho charges, and Wakataka Kage is lightning fast, and he pivots at the edge. They dance at the edge, both with feet about to go out. They both defied gravity. It was like a cat fight, sort of. It was like cats on a fence trying to like stay on top of the fence. They danced on the top of the Tawada. So close, they hit the ground that we got a rematch or Tori Naoshi, <laughs> which I uh, am starting to implement actual Japanese words. A rematch is a Tori Naoshi. So Takanosho. And that was a good call, I'm going to say. Yeah, that watching was a good it, call. watching it. I always like a two for one, even if it's wrong. I'm like, oh, good. I get a two for one. <laughs> Sometimes I disagree with a Gyoji call, but uh, this one, the the fact that they called a rematch was, I thought, really right on. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to see, because, okay, I learned that a Goji can't, can't call a draw. 
here, right? It's, well, the the side coaches do, and then he just stands there like silent, and then he just waits for well, their no, verdict. The Gyoji has to say somebody's won, oh, so they right. have to point their fan in one place, right? When one way or the other. But wouldn't you love to see the Gyoji at some point just just go? Uh, fellas, I don't know. I don't know. What I have no I idea. See it. <laughs> they must be coached to just be like, just make a choice. Yeah. Because is this the match where he had the fan one way and he was like, oh, just kidding, the other way. <laughs> we, what, we, which match was see, that where he did that? That was one that you skipped. That was the Okinoomi Tamawashi. Uh, that, yeah, that I would still love to talk about. But this one, the the rematch, I think was a really, really good call. Yeah. Because I think they did go out at the exact same time. Oh, well, then let's talk about it. Yeah, because I, I actually have uh, Tamawashi versus Okanumi. Uh, this was really, really fun. And when I watched it, I can't, I couldn't pick who I'd want to win going in. I mean, I love Going the, in, I love them both. I love them both. Yeah. These are like two of my favorites. The and semen and then the guy that makes cookies. Like, there's just nothing to like not like. <laughs> Even after I watched it, I was like, I, know. I have no idea I who won. I have no idea who won. <laughs> And, and it's true. The Yoji had no idea either. And there was this really big Tachi eye from Okinomi. But at the edge, it was just like a tangle of bodies. The Yoji couldn't see shit. He pointed one way and then the other. And then the slow-mo had Okinomi's toe just barely, just like barely dusting the dirt first. But uh, this one was also a catwalk um, at the edge. And I actually wrote with this one, I did not agree with how it went. Oh, I'm with you. Okinomi won, in my opinion. But um, I could understand how the Gyoji obviously couldn't see that. And it was so tiny. I thought well, they the side to Okinomi. I know, but the side judge, like, it was just one of these moments where you're like, how could anybody actually see, besides slow motion, how could anybody see in that moment oh, what yeah. was really happening? But to be honest, sometimes when I watch sumo, it's so fast that I really have no idea who won. Right. So there were several in day one where yeah. I was like, I don't know who won, like last fight of the day, which we're going to get to. I was like, I don't know what just happened there. Who <laughs> who won that? I have no idea. Yeah. So this was another one that I was like, how could anybody pick a winner on this? And then when they showed the slow-mo, I was like, oh, OK, clearly Tamawashi won. But they ended up giving it to Okinomi. Okinomi so yeah. this is one that I disagreed with yeah. on day one. It was like, Tamawashi was robbed. Yeah. He totally should have gotten this one. So then later when they had a rematch, I was like, okay, judges, you're doing a, you're doing a good job. Yeah. You're back on my okay list. I mean, it was just like a millimeter, though, of foot not versus foot or toe hitting it was the so dirt. For, I mean, it was just so close. Yeah. But I don't know if I finished the Takanosho versus Wakataka Kage. But once we got the rematch, I felt like Takanosho had the advantage of knowing what Wakataka Kage felt like at the Tachiai. And he used that to his advantage because he absorbed Wakataka Kage's charge and they had just advanced back on him, pushing Wakataka Kage back out easy peasy. It was one. It was done. Yeah. Was the done. rematch was a super clear winner on yeah. that one. Yeah. Takanosho. Um, something to note, the Hokuto Fuji versus Tedano Fuji match, Murray actually said that Tedano Fuji is four pounds heavier. And I can I can kind of see that. Um, but they also said about that he's four pounds heavier in a good way. Like this is healthy weight. It was either muscle that he put on. So he's looking very, very strong, even stronger than he was before. Four pounds or four kilos? No, four pounds. Because I thought, oh, did he just do pounds? Well, kilos... What's kilos? 2.2 grams. Yeah, 2.2. So it would be four, four or eight. He put on four fluid ounces. Is like all I, I don't know. He put on four. He put on some weight. He put on four He's something. bigger. The, right. the, the message is he's bigger. He could have gone up four dress sizes. Like who knows? <laughs> he went from a six to a 10. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's it. But it's noticeable and it's a good thing. <laughs> Even though me going up four dress sizes is just the story of quarantine actually what i saw when i saw tarot fuji no, yeah my heart starts to flutter and my blood pressure goes up because it's just gonna happen you need to get that checked you mentioned it a couple of times it's crazy it's like, we need to get yeah. that checked then. he is looking more bandaged up than ever Everything mm. is bandaged on Terra Fuji. He does look like a walking mummy. Ankles, knees, <laughs> like elbows, wrists. And that's part of what makes my blood pressure go up. Yeah. But he's still moving so well. Yeah, that mummy can move. That boy. 
Right off of the tachiai, Tedanufuji gets a strong left hand inside grip. Hoktafuji tries to lift up the very much stronger Tedanufuji, but he's kind of defenseless, which is interesting to see because Hoktafuji is a friggin' beast. Yeah. But Tedanufuji is the bigger beast. He's a ferocious He Fuji. is a mummy beast. And Tedanufuji just pulls this lovely if you could call it lovely oh yeah it was lovely for everyone except for hokta fuji lovely underarm throw twisting him down it was like a dance move you could have seen it on a dancing with the stars it was a shitatanage throw it was beautiful takakesho versus onosho okay so what tedana fuji gained takakesho lost he lost nine pounds no he... i mean a uh, kilo <laughs> no nine pounds he, uh, four kilos nine pounds no, you're talking about Terano Fuji. No, I'm Takakesho, talking about Takakesho. 17 kilos since last fall. Nine pounds. No, that would be 33 pounds, <laughs> right? That would be like 30, 40 pounds. Uh, look, I don't know. I just he don't lost know. A lot of weight. He lost weight. That's all you need to know is that <laughs> I would fail. Why we're not mathematicians. Miserably, any sort of conversion test. Good I God, be somebody. I totally wrong, too. 17? I heard 9 pounds. No, I heard 17 kilos. But isn't 17 kilos 9 pounds? If you divided essentially 17 by 2.2, you get 8.2. 8.2 with the... But a kilo is 2.2 pounds. Okay. <laughs> right? You just, just fried my brain. <laughs> I th- I know you have to be right. But it's just in my brain, it's just... Crazy. He lost 17 between the last match, the last... The last weigh-in, which was fall, oh, not no, January. I'm talking about since the last Basho. They didn't have a weigh-in at the last Basho, so, um, so we don't know anything about well, how much Well, then where did this come up? Who's making this up? It's <laughs> clearly not me. That's why I'm saying, I'm saying it was 17, because they mentioned it two days in a row. They were like, 17 kilos. But I, but I think Murray said that he said losing nine pounds. In why would match. Murray be talking about pounds? Because why would I be making it up? Because 17 kilos is 37 pounds. Well, that, okay, so seeing it on a calculator, <laughs> that makes sense. But <laughs> Because that's a lot of weight. But somebody told me <laughs> that between the last Basho and this one, it was nine pounds. Okay, maybe it was. So that makes sense. But of we don't, 30, know, of we don't 30... know how much he weighed last Basho because nobody talked about it because they didn't do weigh-ins. Murray knows. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, so he lost some weight and he's breathing easier and I can't tell a damn difference. He looks exactly the same to me. Does he look different to you? He looks a little different. Like yeah. 40 pounds is a lot to lose. That is. But he looked he looked thinner than the last match that he, I saw he was him. He's breathing easier. I will give him that. Yeah, but he always kind of does that huffing and puffing. It's so cute. <laughs> anyway, after all of that, Takakesho looked like textbook Takakesho. So I think he's back to his... This is his weight that he should carry personally. That's what I personally think. Yeah. I think it, it was an easy win for him. He just smoked on show. It was an Oshidashi win. But it was, you know, my favorite thing you see at a Takakesha was the slappy smacky arms that he does. And we'll talk yeah. about that, you know, on the next day. But it's just the greatest thing when you see him in top form. Shodai versus Mitaki Yumi. Great. Now, I'm, now I know you're going to love this because it's Mitaki Yumi. This is a really good match. I love these two going head to head, no matter when, no matter where. They're just two guys that I love watching go head to head because they're so equally matched and skilled. It's just that Mitaki Yumi has Shodai's number because Shodai put up a real incredible fight, but in the end, Mitaki Yumi he pulled out this win both were throwing like everything they could at each other it was an enormously big blast from takayumi up top shodai has been doing this thing lately where he just kind of absorbs these guys big tachi eyes and then reacts and mitakayumi just stayed on him and moved shodai back now shodai pivots and now charges back against mitakayumi getting a slight inside grip and outside left on mitakayumi at the edge mitakayumi now is at the edge and he, he spins out and pulls a throw on Shodai. It doesn't work, though, but they both kind of stumble and recover and kind of get their bearings again. But in that stumble, in that quick 
moment, Mitakeyumi gets this right hand outside grip and advances again on Shodai at the edge. Shodai tries to do his pivot magic like he normally does, but Mitakeyumi kept the balance in his favor and he forced the crush out. It was beautiful sumo. The crowd loved it. And I loved it. Why did you love it? I loved it. Well... It's Mitakeyumi. just fantastic sumo. No, I love both these guys. Uh, and I, I think we I just love, love that Mitakeyumi see... beats an Ozeki. It's where he wants to be. Yes. And the last the last Basho, he beat all of the Ozeki. And it looks like he's trying to do that again. He performs well when he's fighting people higher in rank than him. Yeah. Or he seems to. But my other reason that I love this fight is when I was watching these guys fight, I just thought, wouldn't you love to pop the back pimples on these boys no i would no i would no but there are plenty of sickos like you that watch dr pimple popper and trust me i have had the unfortunate uh incidents of watching that oh it's gotta Uh, be good my friends were like hey you want to watch this great show and i was like sure and then i sat down and it was just pimple popping and um I cannot get that sure. imagery out of my head. Like for the rest of my life, it's there. It's just like when I watched the exorcism of Emily Rose and I watched that Emily Rose, a character bend over backwards, like because she's possessed by demon. There's just some imagery in your life that no, no matter how old you get, you cannot erase it oh. from your memory. And unfortunately, pimple popping is one that... I could not handle. But well, that's unfortunate because pimple popping can be really fun if it's a nice big back. Oh, and it's like, I can't imagine. About to gack. I, I can't imagine actually watching a film of it. But if you're blessed with a pimple that just keeps on giving. <sighs> can we move on? It's really fabulous. <laughs> you know yes, what I would take? Let's move on. Because you know what it I would great. take? What? I think it happened on, no, it's happened on day one. There was this really, really great shot of Takayasu before he went out and he had a Tsukibito, his yeah. assistant. Yeah. And he was giving him the, like the most luscious back massage rubbed down right before he went out. And in all of quarantine, that's the one thing that I desire most, yeah. like when everything goes back to normal, is just to have massage. a spa experience and yeah. get my body massaged. And I would like to hire his assistant because- he he! It looked so yummy. I was so <laughs> jealous of talking. Yes, I was like, I will go out there, and fight whoever you're fighting yeah. if I could get that back rub. Let's talk about last but not least, Hakaho versus Daisho. I mean, you want to just pull out your big guns on day one. I know. Now, mind you, wasn't it Daisho who beat Hakaho last time they met up? Yeah. So and who won the last Basho? Yes. So Daisho's no small fry. No. In watching him prior to this Basho and all of the training videos that came out of his stable, Daesho specifically, I'm just so fascinated with his beautiful, beautiful physique. Oh, his thick, it's, fast and feisty body? Yes, but it's perfection in sumo body. I mean, it's they, thick. They, yes, but they all have a perfect body. Like Hako's body is so different, but it's perfect for him. It's thin, but, it's precise, it's yes, strong. But for Daesho, his body fits it it's like a perfectly like tailored suit right i just keep going back to thick fast and feisty well <laughs> tff yeah. tff it's probably a group out there i think we have a number of those people that follow us that like thick boys thick fast and feisty boys anyway i always worry a little bit but then i don't worry that much because he is hakaho yeah and of course it was it was it, it was, was so fucking fast. It was so fast. It was a Yori Tayoshi win for Hakaho, but it looked, it looked though like Daesho pulled some sort of throw on Hakaho. I had no idea. Yeah, but indeed the master himself flew through the air into the <laughs> dirt, but not before Daesho was out of the ring. I mean, everything the man does just kind of looks like. Yeah, you kids can just keep throwing shit at me, but none of it sticks. Like, why do you keep trying? He is that great. He's so arrogant and uh, he knows how good he is, but he deserves it. He is that good. I seriously... And he made Daisha look like a, you know, a small child. Well, just... I had one of those moments where I looked away for just a moment from the television. And when I came back, it was all over. And I thought... Oh, Holy hell! I know I have he can to, dispose I have to rewind that. of Daisho that he, quickly. It's... Yeah, like within the blink of an eye. 
I had no, I really had no idea who won. And then I, I watched it at full speed and I still had no idea who had won. And thank God for slow-mo. Yeah. I, ha- I have this thing when I watch Hakuho, you watch The Queen's Gambit. Um, I'm making a chess analogy. And I also don't play chess. I know nothing about chess. I can't even set up a chess board. Well, then jump right in. I'm going to jump in with an analogy about ch- chess. When you watch TV and movies, The Queen, the Queen's Gambit, um, it's like a chess move. It's like he completely understands, oh, if you throw this at me, I this is the move. This is the move to counteract that. Yeah. There's no way around it. And I kind of feel like he's a chess master. Oh, like yeah. no matter what move somebody gives, the way somebody grabs his belt, however they're positioned, he's like, I've been here a million times. I know the correct way out of this and the correct way to advance on you in the next move. And that's... That's what, even in day two, that's what I said. He just waits around with one arm just dangling. He doesn't even need it. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But it's that thing you watch him do where it's just like nothing rattles him. He has the answer for every single move. Did you notice those two stickers that are on his back? Those little bitty stickers? Those shiny stickers? No. They were on the back of his shoulders. Are they scratch and sniff? Well, they're like little shiny like thing. I think Is he they, a robot? Like, they take him to the back and they plug him into the supercomputer and then he just gets to download <laughs> for the next day and then he goes back out and does it again. I would not be surprised. There is a robot under there. Yeah. That, that man freaking executes. As, he's just amazing and I'm so glad he's back and I am loving watching him again. There is no one like him. Him. As amazing as all these boys are, there's no one like him. Yeah. Oh. Couple fun facts from day one. He didn't know Umi mm-hmm. in his return back to the Maguchi, he mm-hmm. won. Yes. And I also have to say, I found out that in college, he was studying PE. Good for him. Yeah, right? I could see him as a gym coach. Right, totally. But that, like the basketball is like, like, kids, get out here. Exactly. Let's do some horse. Yeah, but I could also see him going, uh, either I'm going to learn about PE or I'm going to do sumo. I'll do sumo. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go the sumo route. And also, it needs to be noted, Chio Tairu lost his sideburns. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about those sideburns. Well, yeah, there should be. Yeah. yeah. I'm sad about it, to be quite honest. I'm I a little think- sad, but you know, it's like shaving your legs when you're on a bike. It makes you faster. Yes. <laughs> okay. Day two. Akiseyama versus Teretsuyoshi. Yes. The pre-bout on this match was a thing of beauty. <laughs> I could watch a movie of the pre-bout of this match. Where Akiseyama just lumbers uh, about. Well, Akiseyama... Okay, i got to start with Teretsuyoshi, who's so serious in his yes. pre- pre-bout game. Always. Always. And he is giving Akiseyama the stink eye. Mm-hmm. He's staring him down. He's throwing his huge salt. And Akiseyama doesn't even look at Teretsuyoshi. He's like, oh, look, there's an exit sign. <laughs> And I'm going to look at do my swimmer's arms. Yeah, do swimmer. I'm not even going to look at this small man. By the time, by the time it went off and rolling, Teretsuyoshi tried it all. He tried to get in. He tried to get under. And Akiseyama just kept wrapping Teretsuyoshi's arms up. He stayed uber calm. Again, he showed his experience. He stayed low and solid. And he eventually, yes, sent Teretsuyoshi scrambling. But I just loved the the two kinds of wrestlers meeting each other and watching Akisayama come out on top. Yeah. It's like a gnat on like a really slow moving like elephant or something. Yes. He just is immovable. It's great. Aoyama versus Kota Shoho. I want to mention this because Aoyama threw so many hard punches yeah. to Kota Shoho. I shouldn't say punches. They were pushes to Kota Shoho's neck, chin, and chest. Kota Shoho eventually crumbled with his right foot uncomfortably crunched against the yeah, Tawada I and his knee worried. went straight down, which is not the way, yeah. not the way you want your knees to bend. And he was limping a bit on the way out. Later, he said he was fine, that it yeah, was not a big deal. Young, but, but he's a young kid. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's something we should watch as the tournament goes on. Like, how is Kota Shoho's knee? We got a belt sumo treat on day two in the match Ryuden versus Hoshoryu. We did. There was a big tachi eye. Ryuden got this double inside grip. 
and they skipped around each other. Each one had the belt of the other one. And it was one of those matches where one person attempts a throw and the other person wraps a leg around the person to keep from going over. And then they reset. And then there's more leg tricks that happen. Somebody else tries a throw and the other one counters tries a leg trip it just goes back and forth with rearranging of arms and it would just be confusing to try to sort of break it out bit by bit but it was a long long bout and it ended when they both it looked like they were going to go for a kakanage right at the edge and hoshori leaned his chest in on ryudan and fell backward and uh he won with a backward force down and abisa taoshi abise taoshi i think is how you say it it was gorgeous. I'm going to skip all the way to Terunofuji versus Wakataka Kage. Wakataka Kage came in low, pushed with all his might. Terunofuji calmly found one arm, turned, picked up <laughs> Wakataka Kage like he weighed nothing. And bragged And off. with a single push, Wakataka Kage was out. It was oh so satisfying. <laughs> it was... It, <laughs> It, I felt, I mean, Wakataka Kage is no, no cakewalk. Is that what they say? I don't know what they say. He's no sure. easy. He's really, really he's feisty. Fast, and Tanifuji disposed of him like a, like a toddler at like, who's misbehaving. At he just, recess. yeah, he just simply was like, oh, you know, you're, you're so small. I, once I get one of your arms, you're toast, dude. Right. I'm taking you out. Okay, Hokuto Fuji versus Takanosho. This was a really exciting fight, and at the end of it, I sort of channeled my sumo mainichi, and I stood up and I was like, "Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> well earned win here." There was a huge body clash. Hokuto Fuji's right hand was on Takanosho's throat, and he was pushing hard. Takanosho pulled and pulled straight down. Hokuto Fuji recovered beautifully. Takanosho went forward, went in for the kill, and Hokuto Fuji skipped backward along the bale, like tiptoeing through the tulips, get, staying just right out of the way. And Takanosho went out and down as Hokuto Fuji stayed in. It was officially ruled a Hitakekomi slapdown, but it was just, it was beautiful ring sense from Hokuto Fuji. And it was just a really great matchup. These guys are very evenly matched mm -hmm. and was really exciting. Um, just a nice, hard won match. Let's get to the big matches of the day. These next two that I'm going to mention. I would just highly suggest that you watch them in slow motion mm -hmm. because they are fabulous in slow motion. <laughs> okay, Shodai versus Oshinosho. Oshinosho? Osh oh, no, show. Oshinosho? Yeah. Oshinosho, 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 Oshinosho. Okay, Oshinosho led with a flurry of pushes. Just push, 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 push. And then for some reason, decided to pull. And that is when Shodai reversed and pushed Onosho out. It sounds so simple, but it was just such a flurry of pushes that Shodai was absorbing right at mm -hmm. the beginning. It was like like an overwhelming push wave. And then as soon as Onosho took a breath and went the other direction, Shodai just was like, all right, I'll usher you right out. Yep. It was beautiful and even better in slow-mo yeah showed i was has really been showing his patience well and just being like uh, okay i'm gonna see what you're gonna come at me with and in that second advance off after the tachi eye he like decides how to maneuver and yeah he's been doing some really smart sumo okay the next one daisho versus takakeisho okay these guys We've said it before. They're longtime rivals. They I ran love high school two. together. Yes. They're super, super competitive. They look competitive. good together. They, they look do. good fighting together. They do. This is another one that's really simple. <laughs> it sounds so simple when you explain it, but to watch it is something altogether different. Okay? So these guys run into each other. They headbutt, and then they do these huge pushes that yeah. move each one of them back, and their arms go flailing. Mm -hmm. and, and then again, like they run in and then hit heads, and it's so strong. Like, I could feel it in my pelvic floor. It was so strong. All and the way they, in America, that's, that's right. a long distance. Over and over again, these pushes, these arms fly, they run back into each other. They did that like five times. And then talk 
Hikesho just with one huge throwdown from the left, just put Daesho flat on yeah. the ground. Simple push, 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 slap, but oh my God, watch it in slow motion. It's fucking yeah. fabulous. And I you, just you keep have... cursing because it's so good. Yeah. And you would, when I watched it, I was like, you would think... You would think Daisha knows this is coming. So the magic in it to me when I watch is this is Takakesho's rhythm he's establishing. These are Takakesho's blows. And They're both. The, well, They're yes. Even but hear me match. out. Hear me out. It's the rhythm of it that seems to be dictated by Takakesho. And they're both in it. And you that's why they're so in sync. But the magic of the win was that once Takakesho, because he does this with everyone, he gets them in that rhythm, his rhythm, he pulls a sneak on them. And he goes, ah, ah, I'm changing up the rhythm. And that's when he changes up to the pull down. And then they're toast. <laughs> it was a Sukio Toshi win for Takakesho. And it was just amazing. Definitely it go was watch it. Textbook Takakesho. It was, it was textbook pushing sumo yeah. as well this is what they do this is how you win they're perfectly <laughs> they're perfectly timed and they're perfectly placed and two guys at the top of their game right now against each other strong and um just efficient yeah and dangerous mm -hmm. i would say i, I mean, would not want to be wow. on the other end of takakesho or daisha i don't think anybody would <laughs> pushes um and then there was a beautiful takiyasu versus asanayama Fight. Old Ozeki versus new Ozeki. Yeah, this beautiful belt sumo. Definitely worth watching. This time, Takayasu came out on top. The experience won. Yeah. He, um, he kept Asanayama from wiggling to the left or to the right and really took charge and moved Asanayama right out. You you understand what a what an opponent Asanayama is because it was not easy work for Takayasu. And and what I and I saw, I saw two people who are very, very well matched. One has a little bit more experience than the other. And he used that to his advantage. Mm. But it wasn't because Asanayama wasn't strong enough or wasn't doing good sumo. It's just he came out on the 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 losing end of it. The last fight of the day, Hakaho versus Takarafuji. Hakaho's patience really showed through. When they first started, Hakaho's hand went up in Takarafuji's face. It was not a slap. It was just kind of like a, hi, I'm putting this here. I'm kind of like distracting you with this move with my hand. And Hakaho immediately got the belt grip he wanted with the other hand. Takarafuji also had a belt grip, belt grip, but it was not the one that he prefers. Okay. And then they sort of spun around. Takarafuji kept Hakaho away from his belt with the other hand. Then there was this moment that, like, it's just so amazing. Hardly anybody else does it. Just complete ease. You could see him thinking, all right, I'm going to rest here, and I'm going to wait for Takarafuji to make the first move. Because when he makes it, I will know how to respond. And so with complete ease, he waited. Takarafuji went for his move trying to make something and grab the belt. And at that perfect moment, Hakaho responded, pivoted, and pushed Takarafuji's head down to the clay. The rest of his body followed. It was just one of those gorgeous, gorgeous moves where you thought, damn, he makes that look so easy. Yeah. I mean, he's like a viper. He just waited and waited and waited in the reeds. And when Takarafuji makes a move, Hakaho just knows when to strike. And he does. And he did. Anything else on day two? I just noticed there was that match on day two between Okinoumi and Ichinojo, and I just cringed because that was the match where Ichinojo had Okinoumi's arm, like they had like an arm bar lock on like on uh, Okinoumi's upper arm, and it just looked like in this moment in time, I'm about to watch a man break another man's arm in half. It looked like you know at tur like at Christmas you have turkey the wishbone yeah it, it looked like he was gonna snap Okinoumi's arm and it didn't thank God because that would have been a bloody awful affair and I could not have handled it but I just thought oh my God how strong are Okinoumi's bones also uh, Tamawashi versus Tochinoshin I love that match because Tochinoshin managed at the beginning to throw down 
Tamawashi, he, t- he tried to. And I would say that 75% of the way down Tamawashi was like he was going down to the ground, but he managed to like not fall all the way down. And he rallied against a barrage of Tochinoshin's thrusts. And then Tamawashi just gets back to, you know, squaring in front of Tochinoshin. He, he executes this beautiful pushing and Notowa a thrusting sequence like Tochinoshin would. It's textbook and it's a beautiful Hitakikomi slapdown. He just grabbed Tochinoshin's neck, neck right after the Notawa attack and pulled him forward to the ground. It was simple and Tochinoshin was flat on the dirt. But yeah. I, I like to watch those two. They're well matched physically. Um, well, and it's like the old guard. Yeah. I just like there. there's something special about watching Tamawashi and Tochinoshin together. I really want to know what Tamawashi is doing to be so healthy. I mean, I think they said, I mean, he's he's got, uh, I think on day one, it was like 1,317 consecutive yeah, matches. never called in sick. Never. <laughs> and I don't know if he's ever been injured. I haven't looked it up, but he's not all taped up like some of these guys are. So what is he eating for breakfast? Cookies. And what is his What is his training like? <laughs> his training must be so well-rounded. Or he's eating super well. I don't know. I'm really curious about how he keeps his body together. It may be an understanding of his body's limits. Maybe. And where he's willing to lose sometimes because he knows his body's pushed to that point of breaking. Maybe. And where other people are like, no, I will I will ruin myself in this moment for this win. I don't know. I'd like working? to think it's the cookies and cakes, though. Maybe. All right. Day three. Day three. We record this sometimes a little bit here, a little bit there when it rolls in, but we took a break between day two and day three. <laughs> and then because we're in America, we woke up the next day. It's huge news. Two people went Kyoto. Yes. Overnight. One we had talked about and we said, we got to watch this kid and it's yeah. Koto Shoho. Yeah. We had said, I had said it was looked like it was the knee, but yep. it ended up being the ankle is what they said. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm glad it's not the knee, although the ankle's not much better. But I, I thought. Know. I know. But we might see him again. But the biggest one is Hakaho is out for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. And for the next two months, because he had surgery on this knee, which everyone, his doctors are like, look, dude, you can't keep doing sumo on this because it collects water. He has water that kind of connects. Um, that sounds like an connects. old man problem, doesn't it? It does. He's like, I got water well, on the knee. Yeah. Well, Hakaho's got water on the knee. And they're like, it's going to take two months. He's having surgery at the end of the month. And his last tournament is going to be July, which is what he wants to happen. He wanted to go out last year during the Olympics, and he's just timed it so that he'll be back in July. It'll be one mega Hako show, and then he'll retire. But what we will get is him completely throwing his body out. He's just going to go out with a bang. He's just going to trash his body, but we will get a the 45th win. That's what I think is going to happen in July. Oh, I don't know. But right now... I'm trying to be okay with it. I am. I'm okay with it. I know. But I it, know yesterday you were not okay even talking about I it. I know. So it has actually, 24 hours, you've actually come around pretty quick. Well, <laughs> because I was, I was very disappointed when I saw the news. Yeah. It's as if someone dangles the most amazing chocolate ganache in front I of you. I do love chocolate ganache. And they say, here, you can have a half a bite. And then I'm going to take it away for two months or more. <laughs> or more. And you may not get to eat this ever again. It's the most amazing dessert ever. Yeah. But I'm trying to be okay with that because um, I love the man and I don't want him to have knee problems for the rest of his life. And he obviously right. needs some knee attention. I did not notice a knee issue yesterday. People were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, they were I talking guess. about him being awkward. He couldn't really get down and Sankyo, like he was a little bit awkward. Well, but and I went I, back and watched I, it and it's, I think what it was is he went down and then stood back up he didn't yeah. stay down yeah. and i didn't pick up that that was a big thing that he stood up again yeah. and then got back down yeah i didn't catch that I'm yeah i mean it. i didn't catch it either i i just was excited to see him so oh, yeah. sometimes i just don't look at those things unless oh. they're hobbling and even when they are hobbling i'm like they're okay, okay. <laughs> they're unless fine they're grimacing <laughs> but so that was the big news. Yep. But it's okay. We knew it was coming. We knew it, it's I... next chapter business. Everyone has to next chapter in life, you have know? To let go. And we have to, well, we, had, we have time to let go. We have 
how many months? I can't do math clearly because <laughs> you know that how I am with kilos and I'm still confused about 17 kilos. <laughs> so how much time do we have to like mourn his his uh, sumo passing into the next sumo chapter? We have like until July, which is, I don't know, in quarantine like nine months from now or two. I don't know. Anyway, but let's talk about day three. Sometimes it's just nice to see people. And I think I saw somebody mention this. Ishiura. Oh, yeah. maybe it was not Nato Sumo. They made a comment that like Ishiura looking like major swole. And it is true. Oh, like, he's buff. He, yeah, but he like just got buffer. And I, I just kept thinking this guy is like a some sort of model. He should model clothes. Oh, totally. He's an obviously would not be running the, you know, the Milan runways or the, you know, Paris runways, he but be. he should be. Yeah. Because I find his tiny, compact, just beefy, beefy body just beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I second that thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, Ishiura was up from Jirio against Hidenoumi. It was a nice bout with Hidenoumi. He stayed so low, but he got in there and he executed a lovely Uwatanieri with a strong left outside and literally... He had Hidenoumi's pointer finger wrapped up. He had a left hand grip on the belt and then a pointer finger pull grip. Pull my finger, son. <laughs> yeah, pull my finger grip. And it worked because uh, he won. So it was a beautiful throw. It really was. Yeah. You know, there's only so many hours in the day to talk about sumo. So let's talk about some of the big ones at the end Takayasu versus Shima Naumi. Shima Naumi got smoked and. It was beautiful, beautiful sumo. It was a huge, big tachiai from Takayasu with that huge chest that he has. He gets his hands flat and pushes up under the pits of Shimanaumi and charges back on Shimanaumi, who has zero answer. And he retreats over the Tawara. To me, watching this bout, I was like, yep, complete pro. Mitakeyumi versus Takanosho. Takanosho does an astounding job up top absorbing Mitakeyumi's tachiai and his smack sideways, kind of meant to get Takanosho off balance and turned around. The smack, in a sense, kind of does get him turned around slightly, but not enough to get Takanosho really out of whack and disoriented. Takanosho turns back and squares off with Mitakeyumi again and charges. Takanosho comes back with this huge, huge forearm blast, which moves Mitakeyumi backwards. Takanosho does another epic push, and Mitakeyumi is now pushed to the Tawara. And with one more huge push from a lower stance, pushing upwards at Mitakeyumi's belly and chest, he squarely pushes him over the ring's edge. Takanosho just looked aggressive and like, um, like, textbook on a very, very difficult opponent. It was a lovely sumo, if you can call it lovely. It was lovely. Talk about somebody having somebody else's number. Yeah. I think Takanosho has Mitakeyumi's number. I know. And that must be frustrating because it's like, why can't Takanosho have the people's numbers that Mitakeyumi has the numbers of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't understand it. I don't know. It may be just body type up against each other, but it, it is fascinating. Tenenafuji versus Daesho. <sighs> Okay, so I think Daesho has the jitters after two losses, after a Yusho win and two losses on the opening day. Now, granted, he's fighting really tough people. Still, I feel like it's starting to affect Daesho. Well, Tenenafuji doesn't really get his long left arm grip immediately after the Tachiai on Daesho's belt, which is what he wants. And Daesho decides in that moment to kind of trot sideways or laterally to keep Tenenufuji off of his belt because he knows that's like his death grip and he he can't, there's no coming back. And so Daesho continues around sideways, but Tenenufuji just stays really close on him at his chest and kind of goes along for the ride using his own body weight against Daesho as Daesho retreats backwards. Tenenufuji goes for a throw here, but the position isn't quite right. But still, it works because he instead sort of clotheslines Daesho, <laughs> whose feet collapse underneath them, and he falls to the ground. Yeah. You know what this one looked like to me? Um, Limbo? These two. What'd you say? Limbo. Limbo. Oh, oh no. Or like it looked like grab your partner round and round, promenading together. <laughs> to me, it looked like rather than the promenade, it looked like, okay, first of all, these guys are really evenly matched. Yeah. Like I was very excited yeah. for this fight. Yeah. Because they're both really fantastic and they do completely different kinds of sumo. Right. Right. 
And to me, it looked like the schoolyard, the playground. Yeah. And Daesha was like, I am coming out with my pushes. And Terunofuji was just like, no, that is not going to work on me, son. I'm going for the belt. And then when Terunofuji got close, Daesha was like, oh, no, I can't get away. And then he just started to run. Yeah. And he, he just ran. like skipped to the side, skipped to the side to try to get out of Terunofuji's arm reach. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work. He just collapsed. He's like, <laughs> he just, I can't run I can't. fast enough to get away. From <laughs> That's also a very accurate explanation of what happened. It, it was like didn't tag. look like normal sumo. It looked but like it tag. Ended up, yeah, it ended up a win for Tenenufuji, but it did look like something that could come from <laughs> the schoolyard. All right. Both Asanoyama and Shodai won decisively. They both looked exactly like Ozeki should look. Yep. They were both simple and they also did not have, you know, it was Hokuto Fuji versus Asanoyama, Shodai versus Takara Fuji, both easily won. And these are difficult, difficult opponents. Let's talk about Takakesho versus Wakataka Kage. Great fight. Yes. Now, Takakesho looked good and he had his typical approach with these epic slaps and pushes, which appeared to, in the beginning, have the upper hand on Wakataka Kage. But Wakataka Kage, he waits it out and does a good bit of dancing around the ring, which Takakesho usually doesn't do tons of, this lateral movement. So he follows, but usually he isn't the one to approach his opponent with tons of this, you know, sideways movement. So Takakesho attempts a slap down on Waka Takakage, but Waka stays on his feet because he's very agile and he advances back on Takakesho to the ring's edge. Takakesho then moves again laterally and tries to throw Wakatakakage at the ring's edge, but he was from too high of a position. So it kind of, to me, looked like a desperate attempt at the ring's edge. Wakatakakage pushes Takakesho backwards and out. There were a lot of people, um, press and people who were talking about this and the fact that maybe with his weight loss of, I don't know, 100 pounds, 12 pounds, who knows, um, that it may be affecting the ability of his push. I look at it, I'm like, Takakesho isn't as good chasing the other guy around and continuing to square himself off. He's just usually good at these straightforward, epic blasts that are incredibly powerful. So what people were kind of saying is that like when he can't do that thing, which mm-hmm. he does so well, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the agility to match an opponent like Wakatakakage. Right. Well, it's similar to what happened in the Daesho Terunofuji match. If you can disrupt somebody's rhythm, Mm-hmm. Either by getting their belt or getting in too close, mm-hmm. then you've taken away their biggest weapon. Yeah. And that is exactly what Waka, I liked your nickname that you gave him. Waka. Waka. It's exactly what he did. He just got in close and disrupted. He's like, I'm going to stand a little bit too close and put you a little bit off balance. Right. And he walked away with the surprise win. Right. Yeah. And so it was just like a different sort of match for him and, and for us to watch. Uh, the last one, the last match, incredible match, Hakao versus Ono Show. Oh, he got lucky. <laughs> he got lucky right. move. I know. But it should be noted about this match, there was no match. Ono Show had beautiful hair. Did you see? I didn't even look at him because I, mean, I was, it like, was it's too painful. <laughs> it was painful. But he had the most perfect quaff I have ever seen. Like major props to the hairdresser. Oh. Because it looked like a beautiful ginkgo. It was perfect. And also Onosho has like perfect hairline. It's just oh. he has beautiful thick hair. It, it was perfection in hairdressing. Okay. Well, since we're talking about hair, can we go back and uh, notice something that's like not so serious also about day three? Yes. This is way back in the beginning, but I think it needs to be noted. Okay. Kaisei versus Surugisho. Yes. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, you tell me. Oh. Well, we had a loose mawashi in this match, and we got to see some butt crack. Oh, I did not see butt crack. Oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> I did see him as he got up. It unraveled. But no, on the way out. On the on the pull out, we got to see the top of the butt crack. And how things, did you I slow? Think, I mean, how hard did you have to slow mo no, down to you, see that? You don't have to slow mo it. Really, I think the way I watch sumo, so I'm learning. You're watching butts. for butt crack. I do watch butts. <laughs> I watch lower bodies and butts, and so I see anything that happens with that mawashi first. I'm just 
trying to teach myself to watch arms instead, but it's a challenge because I like watching <laughs> their target. <laughs> but so he had, but. well, and also I'm kind of fascinated by yeah. Sudugisho. A few fun facts about him. His hobby is sleeping. <laughs> and doesn't it look like he would be someone whose hobby is sleeping? It does. Surugisho's- Did we learn what hobby was in Japanese? Shumi? Oh, I don't remember. Remember? I don't remember. I'm learning that right now. I think it's like shumi, but uh, I haven't learned sleep. It could be. It's something close to that. Yeah. What a hobby. Isn't it? Well, and he's a very Buddha-like fellow. Yeah. And uh, he's grown up with Hidenomi and a lot of those guys together. And I'm just sort of fascinated by him. Also, his favorite foods are meat, as you would expect. (laughs) And marshmallows. Oh. So now whenever I look at him, all I can think of is sleeping marshmallow guy. Oh. And so that, with the addition of the top of the butt crack, I was like, he just needs a little Simo love right now. He does. I can't. I get him. Like, if I put Yago and Surigisho next to each other. Oh, yeah. Without, like, without thinking, I... I know, I know I could tell the difference, but they are, their heads and their bodies are like almost exactly the same. They are. It's a little bit hard to tell those guys apart. Yeah. I mean, obviously their faces look different, but like yeah. if you did, what are those called? The old school uh, cutouts. What are those called? Silhouettes. Oh. <laughs> silhouettes. Yago and Suragisho's silhouettes would be, would be similar. exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> and then one other thing I want to mention, you skipped over this fight, but I do want to just say one thing about Chionokuni and Midori Fuji, yes. whose names are terribly fun to say in Southern accents. I just want to throw this out because Chionokuni is the first person who I saw sort of go, oh, you're yeah. about to throw the Karaskachi <laughs> and I know what to do right now. Yeah. And basically what he did is he just ran straight forward into Midori Fuji as he started the Karaskachi mm-hmm. and just ran Midori Fuji off the ring. And and what it ended up looking like is that it looked like a desperate move on Midori Fuji's side of him trying to do a Karaskachi as he was retreating, which is never a good thing to do. But you're right. I don't think it's because he was retreating and trying to do a Karaskachi there. I think it's because Chiono Kuni decided to... Um, be aggressive and move him back. So it looked like he was doing it as he was going backwards, but yeah. he was mid-move. But Chiono Kuni looked great yeah, did. in that match. And I was like, all right, all right. Yep. You know who else looked great on day three was oh. Yogi Do. Oh, yes. Whose tire flipping training yeah. like paid off. Yeah. In his match on day three, all he did was basically kind of tire flip Okinoumi. He did. <laughs> he gathered his strength and just advanced Okinoumi to the edge and, and he inched him over the bales, which he had just been like one second before in the reverse where yep. he was up against, but Okinoumi couldn't finish him off. Yep. So then he, yeah, he took his tire <laughs> and then it worked. And who is ahead at the, at day three? I don't know. Who's in the tie? Oh, uh, Teda Nifuji's 3-0. Okay. So you're looking it up? Yeah. Okay, good. I have a, a and Miyogaru's 3-0. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, that's everybody else is basically two and one. Yeah, two and one or one and two, but okay. it looks like so right Miyogiru now, and Tadano Fuji are holding steady at three and zero. Oh, oh that's quite is, cool. No, Asanayama lost too. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so there's a big pack in second place right now. There's two guys in first, but it's day three. Day three. So we <laughs> so got a lot of everything will change. <laughs> but uh it's good for my blood pressure that Terana Fuji is three and zero. Yes, everybody, get your bingo card if they if there <laughs> are any left. <laughs> That's right. Um, and gosh, we'll see you around day ten, past the halfway point. That's right. With I'm sure some more big news. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So that's our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. All right. See y'all later. Sayonara. Bye y'all. Amazing. <coughs> oh, bless you. Pardon me for sniffling. Did you know that when I lived in Japan, I didn't learn that many words, but I learned that allergies was alalugi. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's the best word ever. Alalugi? Alalugi. But I I may be remembering it wrong, but I I really remember it. Rem, I thought I remembered it because I was like, oh, it's lugi. It's like yeah, our course. word. Uh, alalugi. Allergies and lugi. Alalugi. And I was thought, this is so much better than the word allergy. So apologies. For the I just, alalugis. Alalugi. <laughs> Fun fact. 